When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gerard, right, found out tonight. Nothing, player. We mustn't forget that it's been raining, so the pitch is quite... It's been raining! What's the goalie doing, Saul? What's the goalie doing? Have we seen the moment pass? But it might have happened. Let's hope not. Hulahan. Inviting his there! Hello and welcome back to Antonio O'Brien's favourite football podcast, the Barstoolers podcast. I'm your host, Connell, joined as ever by my co-hosts, Ronan and Michael, as we return for the first episode of 2022. We decided to take a week off last week, and to be honest, we you know, we apologise for that, but to be honest, I feel vindicated because we're all we're full of energy here. We're ready to go. This could go one or two ways. Could be a disaster of a podcast. Or the best episode ever, but we'll see. Um, just to go through some housekeeping today on today's show, we're going to be talking about um, the general state of United at the moment. We're going to be talking about some transfers that have happened or are rumored to happen. Uh, we're going to have a focus on Afcon 2022, the African Cup of Nations, which I'm really looking forward to. And as ever, we're going to have the Neil Warnock Award uh, and the Mattia Flamini Quiz. Um, so a, a pretty regular episode all around. Um, just a quick mention as well, um, if you follow us on Twitter at Barstoolers uh, or on Instagram at Barstoolers Pod, um, you'll see that we keep putting up uh, League of Ireland transfer updates on Lima as we're taking part in their uh, football championships at the moment. So please support us on there. And I was also on a podcast that is due to come out sometime this week, um, with the, the good lads over at For the Love of Lists, and we were discussing the, the top 10 Irish players in Premier League history. 
But now we can actually get into the episode. Ronan, Michael, you join me once again. How was your Christmas? Quiet. Played out an absolute wreck of Ultimate Team. Got slapped about in foot champs many, many times. There was a serious lack of going out, but I mean, that's kind of just the world we're living in. And we've been dodging COVID like Muhammad Ali at boxing. Negative tests all around. And a lot of people I know have gone, which is a bit mad. But yeah, we went out once. I say we went out. We went out for lunch and then a couple of pints and then back to Ronan's to watch the shambles of Liverpool and Leicester. And then we were around Connell's then watching a fantastic cinematic um, movie. Uh, we watched The Dictator uh, with Sash Barracone, which was simply fantastic. And then we rang in the new year by watching that shit Addison Rae movie on <laughs> Netflix. And I wouldn't have had it any other way. Addison Rae, my Neil Warnock winner. Uh, Neil Warnock Award nominee this week. Uh, Ronan, well, she she lost to Maxi Rodriguez the week she was on. She'll uh, get it, she'll get it. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, it's pretty much the same. Like I, I didn't do much on Christmas Day. Um, I know I normally work on Christmas Eve, and we don't. We normally finish up around four o'clock and close up, and then just have a lock in, uh, which we did again, which was great. Um, was walking home absolutely steamed at half seven after work on Christmas Eve, and I liked that. That day we went out for lunch, came back to mine, had a few cocktails going, introduced the men to to some of them. But yeah, other than that, not really a lot going on. I've spent the last five days playing Minecraft, I'm being completely honest. And we got back into playing pro clubs. Uh, but the most important thing that happened over the last few weeks was the return of the greatest competition of the world. Whether you're a new listener or old listener, we have our own draft FPL league. Uh, there's only eight of us in it. But when we first started the league, we were like, but well, we do it head-to-head on points. I was very close, we're very split. So we went on on points. You know, each week here you accumulate your points. But I decided we're going to do a halfway, meet halfway there and do a cup competition. So our cup competition, the, we call it the Gary because the trophy is, we didn't intend on having a trophy for it at first, but then we were out and we were in Stevens Green. Yeah, yeah. We were, in the, we were in the GameStop in Stevens Green and we found a Funko Pop vinyl figure of Gary Cahill. And we're like, we need to use this in some shape or form. So our cup competition is called the Gary, and it started last weekend. We had a bit of a controversial year this year in the Gary because it's it's been hard to the first few weeks have been disrupted by games being postponed, but we have gotten underway. And Mixer, you have lost your first two games. Confirmed. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm literally sixth in the league. My team is shite. Harry Kane's fat and he does nothing. He's my first pick. The only other player I have is Diogo Jota, and he's a bum. So, yeah, but it's underway, and may uh, may the may the worst man win, hopefully. Yeah, I've, I've been meaning. Uh, I actually did. I I have a way of getting in touch with Gary Cahill's agent, and my goal is to get in touch with his agent and pour my heart out and get him on the podcast, uh, and to maybe even record some sort of uh, video for the winner or the final or something like that, uh, which, I mean, I'm, I'm Steph Curry shooting from the moon there, but uh, that'll be great. Makes up. Yes. Uh, to get in contact with him, we need to send him the video of the first ever uh, <laughs> Gary um, presentation where Ronan got a poured all over him. It was brilliant. <laughs> the best night of my life. I had to change my shirt. Yeah, our first ever Gary presentation, we had a, a house party at mine, and I had to change my shirt like three times because... 
we did the Gary celebrations like three times. I think it was I two more getting... we poured over you. Oh, two more. So. Yes, <laughs> it was the heart. Rona, I think, was wearing the harp and dock. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we're going to do weekly updates. Very quick ones, just the Star Beach podcast. Um, when they get wild, the Gary is running. At the moment, it is currently Stu, um, who is top of the league. Top of the Gary, we we do it first. We do Jesus. a group stage. <laughs> we do a group stage, and then the top four go through. So Stu is top at the minute. He's bottom of the league, isn't he? Yep. <laughs> he seems shy. Although I'm beating him this week, so um. Right. And then James is second. Connor is third. Me and Mixer are fourth and fifth, but that game was postponed, and I'm beating Mixer this week as well. So I will go ahead and Mixer there, and then. Connell, Stephen, Lucas um, make up the rest of the teams. Lucas is bottom, which is I great ha- to see. I have got a win this week. I'm hammering Lucas. So yeah, yeah Salah's going bye bye, mate. So you're going to be crying tears for. Amaris and Banorama. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lucas is. Lucas has six points this week, and I think he's had like eight players play. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Sure, yeah, one stage the... he had minus two. Yeah, because he had um, Gabriel. Yeah, that was great. Gabriel. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's the, the first Gary update this week. Uh, the, probably won't be one for another two weeks because we're still waiting for mm. the Leicester and Southampton games to be played, which don't take place until the 11th of January for some yeah. bizarre reason. FPL decided to count them in the same game week. Yeah, yeah, no, it'll be a bit of a mess as well with games being postponed, but we'll have little mini updates. It's hard to really go into detail here because you don't know our friend group that well. You know James, last year, co-host. Yeah, he's a baller, though. <laughs> Even Connor came on for uh, one episode last season, very early on. If you're listening, um, but you wouldn't know the rest. Uh, but we'll have little mini updates at the start of each episode, hopefully, because it's a prestigious competition that we take stupidly seriously. But yeah, sure. On one to... year there was literally death threats. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my fault. <laughs> Don't think it provoked a death threat, but yeah. Oh no, it did. It, did. it, did. it literally did. It was the worst oh no, sorry, it was the it didn't warrant. Yeah, did. <laughs> so, yeah, I did. I know provoked, so I didn't warrant as I meant. Um, but moving on to footballing activities, as Karolanka might say, it's very slightly outdated now, as uh, Thomas Tuchel has come out and basically said that Lukaku would be reinstated into Chelsea's side. But there was a bit of drama as Lukaku um, went on Sky Italia in an unsanctioned interview and basically just chatted shit Um just saying that Tuchel was a bum and that he wasn't happy and that Inter were the best club on earth. And it was really, really weird. And I'm not surprised at all because Lukaku is like this. He's just a strange man. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. And I've also enjoyed all the memes uh, of Lukaku, you know, wanting to be American by staying stuff like Wilding and stuff like that. Mix or what were your thoughts on Lukaku's antics? He's got he plays with Tim's on, so I mean I'm not really too <laughs> surprised. It was very funny. He got post nut clarity over transfer. And the fact that it was like three or four weeks ago and it's only recently come out, I find it's very strange. Mm. You would think that like as soon as Sky Italia got that juice, they want to publish it and cause as much chaos as possible. But yeah, it's just a bit mad. He's a cheeky bastard. What a I respect it. It's great shithousery. I saw somewhere that he's going to be fined like half a million euros by Chelsea. I don't know how true that is, but a bit mad if that is the case, because that is not a small amount of money. But yeah, he's a bit of an idiot. You hate him, Connell, because he's, he's shit. 
No, I, I, it's, it's like I fear some people might get it twisted sometimes because I like Lukaku as a player. I think he's good, but the man. There, there was always a narrative that he was shit for United and amazing at Inter. It's like he's the same player. He's just playing in Serie A in a team that's like tailor made from. So that's the only thing that's annoyed me. That and he is a weirdo. Like the fact he, he'll just reply to people who say he has a shit touch. It's like, just ignore them. You're a top level <laughs> footballer. People are going to try and make fun of you. And you're here replying to them on Twitter. Stop. Yeah, Ronan, do you have something to say there? Not really, to be honest. Actually, I, just don't, I just don't care about him, to be really honest. <laughs> if um, speaks, liked... he is in big, big trouble. I liked him when he was at Inter and then he went to Chelsea. I was like, oh, this can't be arsed. Like, Chelsea never, never should have spent that much money on him because was he ever worth 120 million? Probably not. He was never going to repay that. And then you said the start of the season, like he was going to stink the place out eventually. I thought he'd have one great season with Chelsea and then be a nuisance. And then I didn't think it would take him four months to completely ruin the relationship. Yeah. Well, apparently it's okay now, but we'll see. I wouldn't put it past him to, to do something again. Uh, oh, he's gone at the end of the year. Yeah. It's the fact that that 120 million, like they probably could have held out a season and got Haaland. Yeah. Because what his. He's a release clause now or something at the end of the mm-hmm. season. Yeah, so they would have been better waiting a year because, like, he's not a game-changer, Lukaku. Like, Chelsea still, they are a very defensive team. And, like, I mean, Werner's grand. Havertz and Pulisic are quite good. So, like, it's not like they needed that just yet, but, like, they could have saved that money and got Haaland, which would have been far more beneficial going forward. That's what we said at the end of the season. Like at the second half of the part season last year, when Havertz was playing as the false nine, they were getting on grand. They probably, they, I think they should have just hung on doing that for a season. I mean, it probably actually wouldn't have worked out this year because I think Havertz has been injured for a lot of it. But at the time, I was like, just stick with Havertz as a false nine and then get Haaland next season because, I mean, Haaland's already proven himself to be an absolute monster. And I don't, I don't, Really to see why 120 million on a 28, 29 year old Lukaku is a better idea than waiting out a year and getting Haaland for 70 million, who's 22. It's a strange one. You said there that you don't really care for Lukaku, but a matter I think you will care for Ronan. I feel like you're probably quite angry or confused at this. Is that Barcelona went and completed the I... signing of Ferran Torres for what 55 million euros, <laughs> and now they can't register him at the moment. They're trying to. They can't register him immediately because they can't really afford to get his wages into the, the wage bill uh, under the Liga rules. Uh, what are your thoughts, Ronan? I just what? Like Laporta came out this week and said, "We're proving ourselves." As like he came out and said, pretty much said they're going to try sign Haaland. I was like. You don't have this money. Like, do you not realize the whole reason you have to get rid of Messi was because you were breaking the league of spending regulations? You're a billion in debt. You couldn't do any of this. And they've spent 60 million, sorry, 55 million rising to 65 million on Ferran Torres. They're almost definitely going to sign Alvaro Morata, who I, how this man has played for all these clubs, I don't know. Um, and just linked with Cavani fucking... as well. You're fucking stupid, man. Like, I... Yeah. Like, I, like, like do they not... Re- uh, I just... How do they not realise? I don't know. Like, I fucking... A monkey could run that club better. 
I was confused as to how they could even afford the transfer fee in the first place, but I looked into it and it turns out that they got a loan of about 440 million euros from Goldman Sachs. Oh, Jesus. And they're using this to spend (laughs) money on players. It's like, should you not use that to pay off debt or something or just not sign Ferran Torres for 55 million euros? It doesn't seem like a very sustainable way to run a club. Ferran Torres is not 55 million. He's a very average footballer. Ooh, I think he's all right, but like, yeah, well, all right is yeah. average, and, mate. And they want to, sorry, they also want to give Usman Dembele a new contract. What? He's washed. What no what harm. What's wrong with them? Like, that's one way to make money to let Tara's yeah. name sign onto the wage book. Usman Dembele's on a crazy amount of money and he's not kicked the football in three years. Again, Coutinho apparently wants a new deal as well. It's like, don't give it to them. Just let them go. These players are doing nothing for your club and are the reason you're in debt in the first place. The only thing Dembele has done his entire career was that interview where he couldn't decide if he was left or right-footed. That's the only thing of note he's done. And Every other uppies when he was... Uh... Oh, he was unfailed. Yeah, they were very bad. That, uh, that, that meme of him standing there at the microphone. I don't know why I find it so funny. He's just there. Just he's, into the distance. he's probably the reason why Liverpool won the Champions League in 2019 because at the very end of the game at New Camp, Barcelona were breaking and he absolutely bottled it. There was like two chances at the end of the game where he could have put the game well and truly to bed, but he bottled it. Yeah, he's a fraud. One of these boys is going to get snapped up by Newcastle next next summer. Like I could see Coutinho going to Newcastle. I've I've already money. seen I've already seen Coutinho link to Newcastle. Yeah. It seems like a fairly obvious one for them, yeah. Um, but just the last thing till we get on to more serious matters or more straight-cut matters. Obviously, great game there at the weekend between Liverpool and Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. That first half was incredible. Uh, just end-to-end stuff, it was it was absolute madness. The absolute highlight of it was Gary Neville's ooze. He, he's toned it down in recent times. Uh, you haven't heard as many ooze from him, but there was a, I think there was four in the first half from different incidents. Uh, each one better than the last. Um, the one for Pulisic when he made it 2-2 was particularly good because it caused some problem with the mic or something like that. Yeah, you couldn't really hear it. It was so loud. Yeah. yeah. The one um, at the end, I think it was Mason Mount had a chance at 2-all. Yes. At the end, he 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 reached climax at that <laughs> stage. Yeah. He definitely has toned it down because he knows how much he's going to get scrutinised for it on Twitter. <laughs> and he, that's all he sees in his Twitter feed. So it was out in force at that Chelsea-Liverpool game there on the weekend. Yeah, it was, he just got too excited. He couldn't help himself. I just It's always Chelsea, isn't it? He gets the, the best ooze out of. Most in the commentary yeah. gantry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there we go. Who says Chelsea weren't a big club? Yeah, so going on to other matters. Speaking of a big club, United at the minute. Um, Rangnick has had five league games in charge. And hasn't exactly been convincing yet with really the worst coming yesterday as Wolves pretty much battered United, to be quite honest about it, at, at Old Trafford. I suppose I'm probably the best person to talk about this, really. I've seen, to be honest, it's not exactly encouraging that we haven't had much of a bounce. But at the same time, I just think people need to calm down a little bit. Like I seen someone put up a photo yesterday of the team walking out and Phil Jones was was jumping and all the rest of the players weren't jumping. And I said, oh, this a picture speaks a thousand words. And it's like, oh, calm down. Do you know what I mean? You're criticising players for not jumping, walking out. It, it, 
I can't help but feel that it's a little bit of an overreaction. It's five it's like, league games. He's won three. Like, just leave it a little bit. Just leave it a couple games. You know, the formation at the minute is not working, but there's no reason why at this stage he looks at that five games in and says, okay, it hasn't been great. I'm going to change this now. So just just leave it out a little bit, to be honest. I've seen a lot of overreaction. I just, on that point, I seen someone tweet during the week. Um, I see we're all, I don't know, was it? When do people start watching games and screenshots? And that's that's a perfect example of that. Because if someone put a screenshot of the Martinelli miss against Man City, it was like, oh, the referee was blocking. But like, if you actually watch the game, Martinelli wasn't blocked by the referee. Like, he, he just wasn't. Um, and like that, it's, I remember that you get them all the time. Like there was time, there was a thing on Twitter there two or three years ago where people were like, how am I supposed to tell X, my kids that X scored this chance, but X didn't. Like the one, like remember Mane's one against, um, was it against Watford where he scored the back heel? And I remember people were always like, just telling me back heel, it's not that <laughs> difficult. It's like, uh, that really annoys me. People just take a screenshot where, it completely out of context, it looks like one thing, yeah. But then when you actually watch the game, you're like, oh, it's not what happened at all. Yeah, uh, there's this, of spe- speaking of um, football and screenshots, do you know that lad on Twitter, the, the Ajax lad, who just, like, anything, and I, it's hard to really describe him, but basically any time anything significant happens in football, like during a match or anything, this lad who's an Ajax fan always has a screenshot of whatever is happening, and he, you know, he tweets it with a caption, and he's just incredible. The man never misses a trick. I'm, I'm going to try and get his username here, and you might know him. Speaking of screenshots, remember the one of uh, Phil Jones taking a corner? Oh, God. The best screenshots in football history was when Trent was at the World Cup. Yes, um, his name on Twitter is The European Lad. Uh, he's an Ajax He's an Ajax fan. And like if you go through his, his pictures, like he just has loads of screenshots of live football games. It's like, does he not have a television? <laughs> like, I don't know. Ajax. And he always... He's watching every football match ever. He doesn't miss a trick. Very off topic here. But yeah. Loads of pictures up from the United game there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that with every game of any note. European lad. The European lad. The, it was the first one that came up. It's like AFC Ajax is his like, header. Oh, yes. I haven't seen him before. Oh, I think I have. Yeah. He, he's, he's just... I, I don't follow him either, but like he always just ends up on the timeline somehow. But yeah, I suppose moving on, really. It's January. That means a transfer window has opened across Europe and there's been a couple of moves that have happened. The first one that I've seen, I can't really pretend to know an awful lot about the player. Um, his name is uh, Nathan Patterson. He's a right back from Rangers and he's going to Everton for, I think, £16 million, which is quite a lot. He was the backup to James Tavernier there. Roland, I know you watch a bit of Scottish football. Do you know anything about this lad? No, uh, it, it, like you wouldn't really. Thank play. you. Like ta- ta- Tavernier, Tavernier plays all the games for Rangers. Like honestly, I have the glue. Um, actually, on the Everton one, I think they're signing some lad from Kiev mm, at left yeah. back, Myelenko. for for eighteen million. Because I've seen that Dinier is really heavily linked to Chelsea because Chelsea's uh, Chelsea. out for the rest of the season, and I think Alonso. An unrested Alonso at left back for the rest of the season would be the slowest moving object in human history. 
Um, yeah, I'm looking at this lad here. He's played five times for Rangers this season in the league. He's seven times. Five last. times, and it's 16 million. 16 million. Seems like a lot. Got six God. caps for Scotland. He's I only 20. In my defense, I only ever watch Rangers during the old firm because I hate them and I just can't stand watching them in any sense. So respect. I'm probably a bad person to ask about Rangers players. Yeah. Then another one, another man that you know and love, uh, lads, Aaron Conley, uh, the Irish player, of course, has went on loan from Brighton where he wasn't really getting the game. And he's went on loan to Chris Wilder's Middlesbrough. Um, do you see this as a good move from Personally, no. I think it's quite a good move from If anyone can get the best out of him, it's probably Chris Wilder. This is the first I've heard of Chris Wilder being the Middlesbrough manager, to be honest. Yeah. There you go. Um, I mean, people thought strange. that Rain Brewster was gonna flourish under Chris Wilder, and he didn't. So I can't imagine Aaron Connolly doing any better. But it is in the championship, to be fair. Is Brewster doing anything in the championship this season? Actually, I don't know. I don't know. Really? Look. Yeah, he was decent at Swansea. He was probably probably good for Ireland if he's going out and getting game time and he starts playing well because I think that probably factored into it. When he was playing for Ireland, sorry, that sorry. he didn't actually play very regularly. Brewster has scored two league goals in the championship. Oh, <laughs> Christ! This is Mine a man is. who was going to be the Flexing. next big thing. All right, let's have a look at the championship table. Borra are seventh, so they're in that playoff hunt. Okay. Yeah, I know Blackburn are second. They're doing really well. Yeah, Ben yeah. Brereton Diaz having an unbelievable season. Yeah, he was like um, a thousand to one to score thirty or twenty goals or something this season. Oh, really well. I know he binds him in for Chile, but like, other than this season, he hasn't been great for Blackburn. Just, He's still yeah. young, though, isn't he? He's only 22, 23. Yes, yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, big Tony Mowbray is the manager there. Remember that guy? Well, you've got Tony Celtic manager. He's Tony been the manager there for ages, though, isn't he? Hasn't he? Has he? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I do I know, actually, has. in the uh, League of Ireland, though, if you follow us on Lima, you'll have heard this. Uh, the United's James Brown is going to move to Blackburn Rovers. Um, it's potentially not the best move from because it might be quite hard to break into a team that's second in the championship. Like if James Brown, like I like James Brown, I want him at Dundalk, but if he's potentially going to be a Premier League player next year, he's not going to be playing. <laughs> There's no chance. I'm just looking at Tony Mowbray's career here. He has been at Blackburn since 2017. I'd forgotten he had the Celtic job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it would have been like Gordon Strachan and then him, I think. He comes him. across as the most championship manager ever. Very. Oh, it's Neil Warnock. Yeah, I suppose yeah, so. Yes. Yeah. And another rumoured move, possibly someone that Manchester United could be looking at, but it doesn't seem that they are, is uh, Kieran Trippier, who looks like he might be going to Newcastle for only £12 million for That's a, a an initial fee. Um, that would be an incredible sign, wouldn't it? Yeah, he's good. Very good time. Be interested to see what Newcastle do now. Mm. Um, what play- well, I was about to ask what players do you need pretty much everywhere. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Everything but a keeper. Uh, and a winger because Sam Maxmean. Well, actually, no, because he's injured half the time, so we need a backup. Yeah. Um, Is there anyone you'd like to see to, to Liverpool? Haaland, Mbappe. <laughs> Simple. Not asking that's for a, much. That's a stupid Ed, question. <laughs> anyone that can play up front for this month. Yeah, <laughs> you'll, 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 actually, Liverpool will need. Do they need someone? Maybe an emergency. Nah, we got Origi, mate. Origi is so good. It'll be Jota, Origi, and Firmino up top for the month. 
I don't mind. I don't mind Minamino getting game time in that for a month. But like we, but he's gonna end up playing every game because we have two League Cup games. I assume we're gonna get through against Shrewsbury. Um, so that means probably at least two FA Cup games, and then I don't know how many Premier League games. Probably at least three. And that front line's not gonna get rotated at all. Mm. Um, so I don't. I don't know. We, we need. He's... We need a backup winger. I don't know who we could go for. Um. Yeah, Rafinha, I don't know, but that'd be quite big money signing. But I can't I imagine know Jared Bowen's been vaguely linked. He's having a very good yeah, season. I don't know. I think West Ham are going to look for a lot of money for him though because he's having yeah. a really good season. Um, Harvey Elliott's coming back from injury, which is nice. He's decent. Yeah. He's back in training, think so. I think. Oh, is he? Is he? So. Yeah, but he's kind of set. Well, he can play on the wing, but he's kind of settled yeah. more in midfield this season when he was yeah. playing, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, I don't know. We don't really have an out. Well. We do have Origi. I was about to say we don't have an out-and-out striker, but Origi's probably going to put the shift onto the wing and Firmino through the middle. Jesus, yeah. Um, oh, my God. Origi on the wing. Yeah. Origi's about to score 20 league goals. I've, I've seen that man play on the wing and score in the flesh. He played on the wing against Watford that time and went to Liverpool against Watford. Best striker in the Premier League. God, yeah. Nico Williams has been playing on the wing in the League Cup. <laughs> <laughs> He's trash. Oh, no. God, the Premier League's yeah, going to be great crack with percentage of the players gone. Oh, that's, yeah, it's going to be miserable. <laughs> it needs to be like the uh, NBA, the signing boys on 10-day contract. Do, do you see that meme that's going around Liverpool Twitter at the minute? It's uh, it's people joking about the fact that Liverpool have no squad depth at the minute. And it's just like the Axe training ground coming on over the Jorginho Wijnaldum coming on against Barcelona meme. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's it's good. The, like Kepa playing for Chelsea is going to be great. He'd be back oh, yeah. because yeah. Um, Mendy will be away. Good and like City, they're just going to get a million points because the only player they have gone is Mares. And like, they have so many players, so they'll be so grand. Mm. United will be losing Eric by, oh no, please come back. I always said Odin Gallo there as well, but I forgot he's gone. Sweet, Great. sweet prince. <laughs> um, suppose now we're going to move on to a fan favourite of a section, the Neil Warnock Award, where we... Um, we give out an award for general hero-ness and or shithousery. Uh, last week's winner was Kyogo Furuhashi. So congratulations, Ronan. That was your nomination after he won Celtic the League Cup. Um, but I suppose who wants to take us away with our first nomination? You can, of course, vote for these nominees over on our Instagram and Twitter. But uh, Michael, who's your nominee? Uh, we've talked about him already. Um Big big Ramalan Don Lukaku, he's getting my my nomination. It's just expert shithousery. Um going out in an unsanctioned interview saying how he wants out of Chelsea was brilliant. It was poetic. Yeah, after them spending all that money a few months ago and just for him to be like, Yeah, actually just just want to go back to Inter. Don't don't like it here. It's nice. He's my nomination. Um just, just on Kyogo. Do you see Celtic signed like three Japanese players in the one day there, like last week? Yeah, seems a bit mad. Big fan. Yeah, huge fan of that. Um, but yeah, uh, not my nomination. Obviously, I really wanted. I was really angry you didn't do one last week because I really wanted to give my nomination to that lad whose uncle wore astroturfs to Christmas dinner. Was well, a bit too long ago now. So uh, I'm gonna go for Phil Jones. He's back. He's been resurrected from the dead, brought back into the first team. By all accounts, was United's best... I didn't watch the game, but by all accounts... He was. He, uh, he was United's best player against Wolves. Um, an absolute hero. The people's champion. 
Bill Jones. Yeah, big, big fan of that shout, Ronan. Um, my shout, I had a couple of different ideas. Why well, close to giving it to Manuel Lanzini for that goal he scored against Palace. What a strike. But uh, that's more of the hero-ness route. And if preferable, we like to go for the shithousery route. And there's no better shithousery this week than Rodri. He scored a last-minute winner at the Emirates and for some reason ran over to the Arsenal fans and just started giving them the stick and just shouting in their face. I don't know if it was intentional or if he just ran over. He expected the City fans to be there. They weren't, and he just committed to it anyway. That's what I think happened. It's a... He seems like such a calm individual. Like That just seems like it was so out of character for him. Yeah. I just think it was a mistake and he just committed to it. <laughs> You see the one of like Adebayor standing over the Emirates is like, how am I doing, boss? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'm seeing that one actually. <laughs> oh, I'll, ret- I'll retweet it on the Twitter account. That is brilliant. Absolutely. I think I've retweeted on my own account. And you, oh. you can hear you can hear my voice is how funny I find it. Like <laughs> this happened a few days ago now at this stage. I still find it gas. Um but yeah, those were our nominees. Rodri, Phil Jones and Ramalu Lukaku. You can vote for your winner over on our Instagram, Pod, or on our Twitter, AshBarStoolers. Uh, we'll be putting up polls in the coming days um, and you can vote for your winner. But for now, I'm going to move on to a section that I'm really looking forward to. With the African Cup of Nations set to start this weekend, we're going to talk about our top three players to watch at this season's competition, this year's competition rather, in Cameroon. And so we're going to be counting down from three all the way up to one. So I suppose we'll start with three. I can kick off proceedings perhaps. And I'm going to go for Amadou Haidara. Uh, he's a midfielder from RB Leipzig and he'll be playing for Mali. Uh, he's been reasonably strongly linked to Manchester United as the type of player that United need as someone who Rangnick bought uh, or signed for for RB Leipzig and um, he's been linked quite a bit to United and I'm really looking forward to seeing him play um, for, you'd have to say, not one of the strongest sides in the competition in Mali. Uh, so he's my number three. Um, Mixer, who's your number three? Uh, yeah, my number three is Victor Ojimen, the Napoli striker um, signed last year. Uh, five goals in 11 matches and then four goals in the Europa League as well. Um, yeah, I think he has the potential to be good for Nigeria. I'm not going to pretend like I know an awful lot about the African teams. I could have gone for the likes of Salah or Mane, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to deviate from the big boys and go for go for someone else. I think we've talked about Ajiman before on the podcast. Um, I think he um, might have been Oz- the Neil Warnock award. Ajiman's not going to the AFCON. Oh, what? I checked. He, uh, Napoli wouldn't release him. Oh, fuck. Oh. Right. <laughs> right. Uh... Yeah, I checked because I was going to put him in as well. I know oh, that shit. happened with Emmanuel Dennis, didn't it? For Watford. Yeah. Oh, then fuck shitty. it. I'm going number three, Mo Salah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, who's, who's he? Who does he play for? Mo Salah, he's going to absolutely tear it up. He's going to carry Egypt. He's my number three. Um, AFCON famously the most Euro sport tournament of all time absolutely I have weirdly good memories of watching AFCON like when I was in like fifth class just not really having a clue what's going on all the games are on Sky Sports by the way oh are they? yeah oh what are any of them on Euro sport? I don't think so oh that's bullish that's an L do you remember do they even exist anymore? 
I don't they know, do. Hopefully. I watched the Olympics on Eurosport because the BBC coverage only showed the yeah. Brits. And I was like, I can't be ours watching them. Oh, that's bullshit, actually. Remember remember the one where was a Jorvino was like sitting in the, the lawn chair during the penalty shootout? Great. Uh, oh, yeah. And my number three, I'm going to give it to a League of Ireland player going to the um, AFCON. Pico Lopez plays for Cape Verde. Um, and they have Burkina Faso, Cameroon, and Ethiopia in their group. So probably a difficult enough group. Can't can't pretend. I know Cameroon. I can't pretend I know anything about the footballers of Burkina Faso and Ethiopia. Um, one thing that Cape Verde don't have going for them is they two players called Samedo in their squad, and Nelson Samedo was the worst player in the world. So I don't give them much hope. Um, one of them actually, Willie Samedo, plays for. Pafos, which whose club shop I visited in Cyprus earlier on in the year. So yeah, great to see League of Ireland representation at the at the Afcon, which is something. Has that ever happened before? Would Joey and Doe have played in the Afcon when he was not while a player, a League of Ireland player? I wouldn't have thought so. No, so possibly a first. I'm not sure, mm. but yeah. yeah. My number two is a slightly less uh, obscure player, but maybe a player that a lot of people, include myself, really haven't seen play an awful lot of um, live due to the team he plays for and the league he plays for. Um, but we'll get to see him play in midfield. The Ivory Coast, one of the strongest teams in the competition. That's Frank Kessie. Big fan of him. He's out of contract in the summer. And again, as a midfielder, um, regardless of his role, really, someone that United should probably be interested in. Uh, really technical player, quite a strong player as well. And he uh, he dominates the midfield anytime I've seen him, really. Very impressive last year in the Europa League against United and someone I'd love to see come to Old Trafford, potentially on a free transfer, which would be great. Uh, and looking forward to, to seeing him play somewhat consistency, uh, consistently in the African Cup of Nations. I also have Frank Kessie in my list, but he's not number two. Um, I've gone for Sebastian Haller as my number two. Uh, Ivory Coaster in a group, Algeria, Equatorial Guinea and Sierra Leone. So you'd fairly expect him to be banging the goals in. He's been red hot form this season since leaving the Amas. Uh, was he top scorer, joint top scorer in the Champions League? Uh, he absolutely banged them in uh, against Dortmund and Lisbon and the likes. And he's been doing very well in the Eredivisie. So, yeah, I think it's a big tournament ahead for big Sebastian. Um, I'm going to go for a man who I didn't think was going to do any anything at the start of the season. I thought he was a strange transfer when he went to the club he went to. We go for Maxwell Corney. He's had a great season with Burnley so far. Plays for the Ivory Coast, who are in a group with um, Algeria, Equatorial Guinea, and, Guinea Sierra and Sierra Leone. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably the best group in the competition, to be honest. Um, I'm looking forward to the game between Algeria and the Ivory Coast. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not, I don't... Very quick research on this, so I don't know whether Corney plays regularly enough for the Ivory Coast. He does have six goals from uh, in about 20 games since he's made his debut in 2017. Um, I like that, has had a very good season with Burnley so far. Uh, so he could be, he could end up ripping up in the AFCON. Um, player I like anyway. And now moving on to our number ones. My original number one was a player that you mentioned, Bronan, 
that's Roberto Lopez or Pico Lopez who plays here for Shamrock Rovers because it's great to see a League of Ireland player in the African Cup of Nations and he, he very much does play for them. Uh, and I think they're in the group with Cameroon, so they're playing on the first day. They're playing on Sunday, so I might actually try to watch that game just for the novelty of seeing him play against whoever they're playing on Sunday. Uh, but I'm going to change mine because you already had him. I'm going to change mine to Edmund Tapsoba, who's quite a promising centre-back for Bayer Leverkusen. He plays for Burkina Faso. If I'm being completely honest, I really don't have a clue what he's about at all. But I do know that he's quite decent on FIFA and stuff and career modes and whatever. So uh, as a player I've never seen play before, I suppose he's someone I'm looking forward to watching for one of the more obscure nations, you'd say, in Burkina Faso. Yes, that is a good pick. He is very good on FIFA. I have used him. And my number one, comes already mentioned, uh, Frank Kessie, the man who has eight lungs. Uh, he'll cover all the ground. He's the Ivorian Kante, um, but he's probably more of an all-round player than Kante. I've uh, seen him twice play with against Liverpool with AC Milan in Champions League this year. Bear in mind, I wasn't really watching him. Uh, more focused on the Liverpool side of things. But yeah, I think he has the potential to be Superstar this tournament, it could be his breakthrough and the eyes of the world will be watching this tournament. Um, he's probably due a move now in the summer. So yeah, this could be this could be make a break for, for Frank. My number one is another Premier League player, actually. An Algerian who I believe are the current champions. Um, I'm not sure, but I think they are. Um, Said Ben Rama, who is, have, is quietly having... Quite a decent season for um, West Ham this season. Five goals and four assists in the Premier League so far this year. Um, has scored one goal for Algeria in 13 games. Like that in, in the group of Ivory Coast and Equatorial Guinea. Uh, ben Ram is just a player I really like anyway. Didn't really do much last year for West Ham. Uh, but he was very good at Brentford when he was in the Championship. And a few times I've watched West Ham this season, he's been one of their standout players, I thought. So... Um, I'm looking for obviously in the team with Riyad Mahrez. Um so I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in the Afcon. Um good player. Yeah, absolute sauce baller. Him, Riyad Mahrez, Brahimi, like Algeria. They're probably the one team I'm gonna watch. They're gonna be box office with those three in the attack. I'm not actually sure who Brahimi plays for, but I know he still does quite well as I do have a friend who is Algerian, uh, Abdurheen, uh, who uh, doesn't actually support anyone, but obviously as an Algerian, follows the national team, and he's always tweeting about them. Um, so yeah, in conclusion, really looking forward to African Cup Probably will lose interest quite quickly as other matters take priority, but I'm definitely going to watch the first couple of days. Brahimi's playing, in, Brahimi's playing in Qatar. Ah, of course he is. Yeah. That's what I haven't heard of him. Anyway, um, so yeah, just moving on to the last section of the podcast, another fan favourite, the Mattia Flamini quiz. Michael, you are this week's quiz master. You can take it away. Yeah, so um, it was a bit of a rushed quiz, I will admit, um, but it is a sort of recap of the last 12 months of football. So as it is our first podcast for the year, I was like, let's rewind it a bit. And do a kind of recap for the last year that was 2021. So for the first question, pen and paper will be needed. So uh, I'll let you get that sorted. I'll get an L. I will now, give a quick mention, of course, to um, 
Adzi, who was on the podcast last week, as he got in touch with us on Instagram to say that his uh, player to watch was probably his favourite player, Sebastian Haller Ale. So he agrees with you, Michael. Just wanna just wanna mention that. Uh-huh, pen and box. Nice. All right, let me know when he is already. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go, boss man. All right, so there will be 30 seconds to name as many of the 10 as you can. So who were the goalkeepers? Who were the top 10 goalkeepers with the most clean sheets in 2021? The person who names the most correct answers gets the point. Just 10 generals. In 2021, what goalkeepers had the most clean sheets? Like any league or? Yeah, any league. Okay. Um, Three. Two, one. Pens down. Right, who wants to go first with their answers? I have six. I also have six. Six, oh, right. Yes. Connell, go first. Edouard Mondi. Yes. Sorry for the pronunciation there. I'm taking the piss out of Derek Ray. Just to clear things up. Uh, Pickford. No. Donnarumma. No. Damn. Ederson. Yeah. Allison. Yeah. Martinez. No. So three. That's not great. Right, Roni. I had I had Mendy, Allison, Ederson, and Donna Room as well. So I have three. Yeah. And then my other two were Neuer and Courtois. Two more points on the board. Ronan wins. Courtois and Neuer were both on that list. So the whole list was this is going from ten to one was Paolo Lopez, Oishek Chesney, Alex Romero. Samir Handanovic, Allison, Manuel Neuer, Ederson, Edward Mendy, Thibaut Courtois, and the number one keeper with the most clean sheets in 2021 was a Sevilla keeper, Yassine Buno. Jesus. Not terribly sure how to pronounce that second name, but he had the most. Bono? That's yeah. mad. <laughs> That's mad. Uh, <laughs> that was crazy, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, he got he had 30 clean sheets. And the uh, next one was well, him, sorry, him and Cortar tied at 30. Okay. And then Mendy at 29. So it was close. So 1-0 Ronan. That is the only question you'll need pen and paper for. So um, these are just straight shooters. So who scored the winner in the 2021 Copa America final? Di Maria. Uh, Di Maria. Oh, yes, Connell. got there. Yeah. Connell, 1-1. Rui, next question. Who was the Golden Boot winner at the Euros? Kane. Ronaldo. Yes. I wouldn't have got that. I never would have guessed Ronaldo. Yeah. And I think him and Patrick Schick were tied on goals, but Ronaldo had more assists, so he won. 2-1 to Connell. Now, this is a potentially... There's a potential winner. So who was the top goal scorer in the 2021 La Liga season? Messi. Yeah. Ben's, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Connell is the winner with three-one score, and the last question was going to be: uh, Sheffield United had the most. This is like a tiebreaker. Sheffield United had the most yellow cards in twenty twenty-one. How many yellow cards? And they had seventy-three. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> Crazy. So uh, yeah, Connell is this week's winner of the quiz. Congratulations, Connell Megan. Thank you very much, Michael. Um, so yeah, that just about rounds up this podcast for the week. We'll be back next week. We're going to get back on the horse, uploading every single week. We took a week off for Christmas. And uh, as we said, 
think that was indicated quite happy with this episode hopefully we're in 2022 we're going to look to improve the podcast we're going to look to get more guests on we are getting ronaldo on this year tell me you've given it away now um yeah i'm also getting vin diesel on next week uh so make sure (laughs) and the rock (laughs) make sure to tune in next week thank you very much for listening to this episode we hope you enjoyed and as we said we'll be back next week sports social podcast network i'm victoria cash thanks for calling the lucky land hotline if you feel like you do the same thing every day press one if you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes press two we heard you loud and clear so go to luckylandslots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino style games for free get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.